0: Previously, on The Prompt.
1: I don't know, like, there's just, you keep, I keep running into things that, like, aren't there? And you get the linen with the, like, oh, we're so sorry.
0: Welcome to The Prompt, a weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. Welcome back to the greatest podcast on this green earth. It is the 7th of, uh, August? Yes. <laughs> August.
2: I'm, I'm, pre, I'm pretty sure it is the 7th of August, yeah. I'm I Mike so. Hurley,
0: and you've already heard my, my co-host friends, Mrs. Stephen Hackett and Mr. Federico Vettici.
2: Hey there. Hey, guys. How you doing?
1: Uh, well, I'm,
2: I, personally, I'm not in the bathroom
0: this time. I don't know whether I, that's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll find out.
2: Yeah. Where I Where are you? are you? I am in a, in a, in a bedroom. That's business. A
0: with, with an actual desk. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. This is so, where you, know, you were for episodes like one through five. Oh,
2: yeah. No, I think that episode... um Maybe three? Uh No, three is the one where I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one was in my room. But basically, my room w- was free. Like, it was a, a, an extraordinary occasion. So, usually, I'm in another bedroom with... which this time happens to be free. But otherwise, I I would have... How big is this
1: place that you live?
2: Uh, We have, um, like, three rooms and two bathrooms and and a a small backyard. And,
1: like, yeah, it's a nice place, yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how many moats do you have? How many? Like, one to ten.
2: I I didn't understand how many of what.
1: Oh, moats? Like a... You know, like a, like in a castle has water around it where they keep sharks to keep the bad guys out. <laughs> a moat.
0: I don't live in a castle. Hmm. Castle Medici. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: this sounds like a like, like a Jay Z song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be incredibly mediocre. <clears throat> like I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not better about the new album at all. No. <laughs> uh. Federica, have you had the new Jay Z album?
0: Oh yeah. What do you think of the new Jay Z album?
1: I think there are a couple of weak
2: tracks in the middle, like maybe not a couple, maybe four or five. I think that it it, it kind of starts, I wouldn't say great, but very, <laughs> v- very good, and then it kind of fades out to you know those weak tracks. It's uh, it kind of oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> so angry. That, w- that was my filter. No, uh, and and it kind of put me to sleep, you know, like around track six, seven, eight.
0: There doesn't really seem to be enough Jay Z on the yeah. album, which yeah. is kind of what I'm buying it for, or R- downloading right. it from audio,
1: hmm.
0: or on my Samsung phone.
1: With yeah, a really well, scammy app. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the app, like, real scammy? Like,
0: Yeah, it was like, you had to, like, if you wanted to see any of the lyrics, you had to tweet that you were listening to a, the track. Uh, yeah, it because people love to do that. Yeah, I I, I just, you know, I, I went and bought a Samsung Galaxy S4 just so I could tweet about the lyrics.
1: You know, I'm not what you would call an investment banker, but that doesn't seem like a wise use of your money.
2: <laughs> I, di- I didn't know, Mike, that you, that you like Jay-Z.
0: I do. I do like Jay-Z very much.
1: Oh, I thought you, you
2: only listened to Oasis and, and Blur, maybe. I don't know no, which I, one.
0: I listen to both of those, but I also listened to Jay-Z. Huh?
2: that's nice to know. Okay. We should go to a concert of Jay-Z together.
0: I would like that very much. You I, know,
2: he, he, he performs in... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a piece I can of history. Just,
0: I can just cut that right out. No.
2: You well, know, c- Jay... I think that Jay-Z is, is, is performing in London the, this fall. I was actually thinking about getting a ticket.
0: If he is, then you should, and then we will go to see Jay-Z together.
2: You know, we, we wouldn't return alive from such an experience, <laughs> right? I have <laughs>
0: seen Jay-Z already in my life. Yeah, but not with me. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Federico is just hitting people in the mosh pit with his, uh, with his crutches. Yeah, did um? Do you think that the Jay Z album suffered because it came out just a couple of weeks after the Kanye record? What the oh,
2: well.
0: the also mediocre Kanye record? I'm sorry.
2: Did you did you just say that it was mediocre? I don't like yeah. it. What,
1: what's up with that? Really? Yeah, I, I think don't. Like it's,
0: it. I think it's genius. It's too much screaming. There's like that yeah. one track, I can't remember what one it is. Where it's just him screaming over and over and over again.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got it. Um, I think that if you if you were expecting like a like a My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Part Two, that maybe surely you've been disappointed. But but I guess the the thing that I that I love about Kanye is that each album is is different. You know. So, yeah. Uh, but and this is really really out there you know yeah
0: maybe yeah, i need cra-
1: to it's crazy town maybe i need yeah. to listen
0: again i i really do like black skinhead that is an excellent song oh i, I really like blood on the leaves okay i need it's to maybe good. i need to go back yeah
1: so this is a pretty uh, normal episode of the prompt
0: so far yeah we're covering yeah, all mean, of our regular bases so speaking yeah,
1: I mean, of i mean since we're on the music theme did you guys see where uh daft punk stood up stephen colbert
0: we can't <laughs> see the video because we're not in the U.S.
1: So, so you know, Colbert well, has a... Oh, no, com- I, I, com-
0: I saw the show. video. Oh, yes, I because you the... have special ways of accessing <laughs> the internet. <laughs>
2: Maybe, I don't know. Called Sorry. YouTube.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the, they were supposed <laughs> to be on, and, like... I haven't, now I haven't watched the entire clip, but, like, it seems like MTV, like, made a play, like, last minute, and so they, went, they did an MTV thing instead of, like, Colbert, and so he did a little video of his own. I think
0: it was something, like... MTV made Daft Punk sign something exclusive or
1: something. That no, was why read. I sure. linked to it, but I don't remember what it said. Hmm. Um, yeah, not, not cool, though.
0: No, because they, cool they were really, really hyping it up. Yeah. Shame.
1: Yeah, but I, yeah. But I still
2: think that the performance that was put together on the on the on the on the show was was awesome because i mean did you see all those guys dancing with with Mm -hmm. steven i mean there was at one point there was matt damon in 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 a booth dancing
1: i need to see this video clearly yeah i mean they made they made a good you know they made up for it
0: so before we jump into the follow-up this week believe it or not Seven and a half minutes in, we're not even into the follow-up yet. Um, should I talk about one of our sponsors? Would, yeah. you, would you guys yeah. be happy with me to do this? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm
2: always happy with you. So. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about Squarespace. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHOE8. Squarespace are constantly doing amazing work to keep their platform up to date and to keep adapting to it. They have great new features all the time, beautiful new designs, new templates that they're adding, and they continue to enhance the great support that they have. The templates that they give you to start off with are absolutely beautiful. They have loads of style options too, like cool fonts from Typekit, you know, and from Google Fonts that you can adjust and you can really make your site your own space online. They take care of all the nasty stuff like hosting you know and and managing if your site gets really popular, it won't go down because Squarespace take care of all of that, and they even feature responsive web design with all of their sites, so it's going to look amazing on any device. They have twenty four hours a day, seven days a week support if you have any issues. Um, they take care of all that stuff for you as well. They give you apps, statistics, you can get email set up with them, they can integrate with with Google uh, Gmail. Google Apps, that's what I'm looking at. Um, So if you get a domain with them, which you can get if you buy up any of their free, uh, like one-year plans, you'll get a domain for free. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, Go over to squarespace.com. Sign up for a free trial. While you're there, check out the awesome videos that they have on their homepage, which shows how all different types of people create all different types of website with Squarespace. They have Commerce, which is their recently added e-commerce platform, so you can set up a store to sell things if you want. You can do all of that in just a few minutes. You can easily connect Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, so many more sites with it and other services, so you can really expand onto the internet with Squarespace. Their plans start at just $8 a month, and you'll get 10% off any Squarespace plan if you use the code TALLYHO8. So go check out Squarespace. Everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Thanks to them for supporting the prompt. So, follow-up? Follow-up.
1: We have... We have... We has it. We has it. So... Last week, we were talking about people who use things like Facebook and mobile Safari as opposed to native applications, and Federico said he had some friends, you know, who did this, and I thought, you know, Mike and I thought they were all crazy people. Turns out there are more crazy people in the world, Um, so we have a link to mm, Yannick, Yannick? Sure. Somebody. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry.
2: Yeah, I think I, it's Yannick, I don't know, Mag, Magnan,
0: Magnan, I don't know. You should have just gone with at Sakarina. Sakarina, yeah. yeah. At
1: Sakarina, Um. and, and basically what, what he said was, you know, the app, you know, the Facebook app used to mostly be like web views, kind of like how some of the Google apps are, and he said, you know, using it through Safari because of that was faster, and he just uses Facebook casually, so he doesn't really see the added value of the app when the speed is comparable. You know, Facebook, since this time, or, you know, since the time he's being about, you know, it is a much more native app. There's, you know, fewer web views and stuff than there used to be. But I think the speed thing is really kind of, like, at the heart of it. Like, why would I go out and download this thing and have something else on my home screen when, you know, just to get in and get out, I don't, it doesn't, the experience is basically the same, which is what you were getting to, I think, so...
2: Yeah, and, and let me give you one more reason, because I actually thought more about this. And I, and I, and I remember something, that, it, that it's actually a very funny story, but, but I need some to give you some context first. So, uh, did you see uh, this week on The Verge, there was an article, like maybe two days ago, yesterday, uh, about uh, basically a high school in Ohio, where kids uh, like set up a Twitter account, which is like Gossip Girl in high school. So basically, they can send tips to this account, and like they they can say that they, maybe they like a, a certain girl, or maybe they don't like a teacher, or maybe they just wanna you know write some I don't know mean stuff about each other.
1: Yeah, really pretty terrible. Yeah,
2: yeah it's it's a really terrible thing. But it ter- turns out turns out that in, in in my town, basically there is a there is kind of a similar thing. There is a, a, a Facebook group which is. Uh, which is called uh, Did You Guys Ever Watch Gossip Girl? No. No. So basically, the, the whole, you know, I guess, plot of Gossip Girl is that uh, there is this website, w- uh, which is called Gossip Girl, where people can send tips, like anonymous tips. So in Viterbo, somebody set up a group. I don't know, maybe it's not a group, maybe it's a public page. It's called Spotted. So you can you can send a private message to this Facebook account and they republish your your message without, you know, writing your name. So there is all these, you know, v- Viterbo is a really small town. So basically everyone knows each other more or less.
0: I found uh, it. I'm going to put it in the show notes.
2: Yeah, but I guess that you found uh, Spotted Viterbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there is the, 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 the I guess, the cooler... Version which is spotted uh, San Pellegrino,
0: which is basically <laughs> which is
2: basically like a, like a, the the place where everybody hangs out.
0: Yeah, I got that too.
2: Yeah, and that's the page. So you can send a message in Facebook, and these guys republish your message. And what I'm noticing is that uh, basically some of my friends keep the Facebook app with their personal accounts, and they use Safari to log into uh, like a fake account that they use just to tip this uh, spotted page.
0: Wow.
1: So, <laughs> and
2: and, and, the, and the, the problem that these people have, these people are being my friends, is that they often come up to me and say, you know, Federico, is there a way to uh, keep mul- multiple accounts in the Facebook app? And I say, no, <laughs> because I don't think there is a way. So they use Safari to keep the fake account they have to tip spotted. Uh, this sounds really like middle school level, and it actually is. But it's, uh, you know, it's a piece of real life that I'm happy to follow up with, Sakurina. uh... So last time uh, I talked about the speed differences and, you know, the fact that people are used to uh, use uh, Facebook in a browser. And I also noticed this particular use case. I don't know, people are weird. So what are you going to do? And
0: I was spotted a couple of times, you know? So what is it? What are they spotting?
1: What did they say about you? I
0: <laughs> basically uh
2: like I went to a club on a Saturday night and um I guess I had a little too much to drink mm-hmm. and uh basically somebody I don't know who like uh wrote uh you know hey Titi uh you know it's it's uh it's useless uh, to use crushes if you're going to drink too much and you can not walk anymore or something like that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was really mean and unnecessary.
1: <laughs> Are you still sad about it?
2: No, no, I was actually, you know, kind of pleased by the fact that this thing actually works. And I you're, thought it was you're fun. A celebrity, but right? no, n- nah. this uh, but is
1: I, what you know. Anthony Weiner was a congressman here in the United States, and yeah, uh, got ironically in trouble <laughs> for sending pictures of himself. Yeah, all that, all uh, natural to other people, and had to resign from Congress, and now is running for New York City mayor or comptroller or something, and um, is at his uh, his old ways again. And uh, you guys know what his like secret. ID was on the this internet, is right?
0: Carlos Danger, right? Carlos Danger. Yeah, see, I know Carlos that. I don't Danger, know anything about yeah. him, though. <laughs> I just know that there's a guy <laughs> That's called the, Carlos Danger.
2: The best, the best fake name ever made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, the Washington Post, <laughs> Amazon Post says that uh, Anthony Weiner, Carlos Danger, was a joke.
0: Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, moving on from middle school. Let's talk about something else that involves fewer naked congressmen. Sound good?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We're so close to becoming a bionic. I don't want to do it. Uh, so, uh, also last week we talked about the Nexus Seven and tablet stuff. Uh, we're going to talk some more about tablet stuff in a little while, but I did want to just briefly follow up. I did end up returning the Nexus Seven. Um, really, Mike, it was our conversation about you know if I want to. Like, experience, like, have the Android experience that's better done on a phone than on a tablet. And hmm. uh, that made a lot of sense to me. I haven't bought an Android phone. I don't, I don't think I'm going to rush out and do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just the next 7 just didn't fit. So I actually took it back a couple hours after we uh, recorded. Hmm. So I don't know. Nothing else to really say about that. But took it back. So, Best Buy it takes a really long time to put money back on your debit card.
2: Obviously. I don't know. Tell us about the experience of returning an access.
1: So, did, oh, did I tell you guys about buying it? About how the guy was like, it's twice as good as the iPad Mini for $100 less?
2: No. <laughs> no.
1: Okay, so, maybe I, I think I tweeted about it. Anyway, so, you know, Best Buy is basically terrible. But there's one, like, five minutes from my house. And so, if I ever do stuff like this, I just go to Best Buy and do it. Um, And so, like, I'm there, and it was really weird. So, they have, like, the laptops, which are all hilariously, like, MacBook ripoffs and then they have like a row of tablets and it's like you know some terrible ones and then some mediocre ones and then like things like the Nexus 7 and they had the old Nexus 7 uh, on display but they had the new one in stock I had called earlier in the day and asked and they had like you know 25 of them but like there were three or four other people there like to get the Nexus 7 like asking the same sales guy like he, he brought multiple back out to check out the people which I thought was interesting. It was the day before it kinda of launched, but Best Buy was selling them early. And so there was some interest in it. And I've never had that experience at Best Buy. Like I went in to buy something that someone else, you know, was there to do it too. Huh. So I'm checking it out and uh, the guy in front of me, he was like buying it for like his high school son, like, you know. Um, so they were together and they were talking about like the iPad mini versus the Nexus 7, and you know, the the you know, the guy Behind, you know, the guy in the shirt selling the thing. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it gets way better than the iPad Mini. You know, a lot a lot better screen. Like, this is the same guy who didn't know what the price points were. Because uh, they only had a 32 gig and asked how much it was and he didn't know. So I had to, like, look it up on my phone standing in the middle of Best Buy. <laughs> um, He's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, twice as good as the iPad Mini for, you know, $100 less. You know, the screen's better, you know, Android open, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so... I was, Right after that, you know, I'm next in line, right? Like, so, like, I hand him my thing, and he's checking it out, and um, and apparently I had my, like, I don't even use it anymore, my ancient, like, Mac.com email address, like, tied to my Best Buy. You know, they track points or whatever. Um, so, you know, he looked at my phone number, and the little screen comes up and says, you know, is this information correct? And I never want to change it, so I said Yes. And he like made fun of me for having like a mac.com email address. <laughs> I was like, good customer service, bro. You didn't know how much the thing costs. You, you you say it's twice as good as like the uh market leader and you make fun of my email address. Like if it was at AOL, I would be fine, but <laughs> what did, so he, taking it, what did taking he say it,
0: about your app? uh
1: he just he was like, you know, is the address correct, you know, on the screen? I said, "Yes." And he's like, "Oh yeah, like, yeah, mac.com." And like kind of like chuckled. Like like. <laughs> mac users you know and like you know i don't know it was weird um went, oh and he asked me if this was my first android device because like I, he saw my iphone because i looked at the price to like show him how much it was because he didn't know he's like this is your first android device and i was like you know no he's like oh i saw you, know, you have the mac email address or whatever so taking but it back still, taking it back was much less uh middle school
2: still would you say that in spite of the employee that you know Sold you the device would you say that the buying experience was actually better than the nexus experience
1: oh the buying and returning the tablet was better than <laughs> using the tablet itself <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> there were less uh it was less uh frustrating to you know but you know mm. i mean fanboys
0: oh yeah, yeah with that <laughs> i don't know uh, are we I did ask I them about the so.
1: cr- I, and I asked them about the Chromecast and they didn't have any in and they didn't know if they were going to be carrying them or not. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he said he was very. And this guy was obviously a Google fan, like <laughs> you know. I'm sure he had carried a Samsung, Dingus phone and whatever. But uh, Best Buy is just an interesting place, um, but uh, it's not as crappy as the Dev Center.
0: Still down in um, some places. Still
2: no, still no explanation at all, and still okay. no. You know no details about that I,
1: I've been on a hunger strike for seven days, Apple. Tell me what's happening. <laughs> I'm getting really hungry <laughs> uh yeah, and today iCloud was up and down, and like the iOS app store, at least on the phone I noticed today at some point was gone so
2: I don't know maybe uh, the, the the old the old idea of shooting vine selfies isn't so crazy after all, right? They should apologize the you know in some way, hmm <laughs> I mean, it's been like uh, three weeks, four weeks. Uh, how many days?
1: Uh, it's been about three weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, so basically, that they they came out and said, you know, maybe some of your personal information has been uh, leaked to I don't know, an, an intruder, uh, or maybe not. We don't know. And it's been three
0: weeks. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah. to quote yeah. <laughs> to quote Federica let's face it, Apple's service downtimes are too frequent and they are annoying. Do they even care?
2: I don't know. Do they even care? That that is a serious question. I I wasn't trolling.
0: No, I agree with you.
2: Maybe it's the Dev Center, or maybe it's iCloud Mail, or maybe it's iTunes, or the App Store, or iBooks, or iMessage. I don't know. We're talking about
0: iMessage, guys. Seriously, it's like down every two weeks. Oh, while we're on the topic of iCloud, did Apple just turn off the iCloud spam filter? Did it just turn that off? Oh, it's Um, terrible. Like... I get like 10 spam messages a day to my iCloud email address. Mike, I think that what you're seeing is the actual iCloud
2: email. It's all it is. It's just spam. But, but you see, I make fun of the the Nexus Seven and uh, Samsung and you know all these other uh, weirdos that sell devices in the, in this modern age. But I also make fun of Apple when when things don't work. Yeah. And iCloud and all these web services they go down too frequently. And uh, and I don't think that that's a great experience at all. That's that's a very poor experience. And I would I would also say poorly communicated to to, to customers. And you know people are, are gonna be are gonna be. Unsubscribed from the from the twenty gig free plan of iCloud in September. Apple has been sending emails because for two years they've been giving free storage on iCloud, and and that free promotion is up in like four weeks. Are people gonna pay for for iCloud? I'm certainly not gonna. You know. Oh man, I'm gonna have to pay. I, the no, only thing I'm I'd
1: pay for is for the device backups. Yeah, which is where all the storage goes.
2: Yeah, but then again. Should I pay for twenty gigs of iCloud when the only thing that i 'm going to use is the is the backup and i 'm always home? Uh, can I just you know set up a reminder every day and plug in my iphone to to my mac? I know that sounds old school and and vintage and i don 't know maybe maybe i 'm crazy, but I mean why should I pay for iCloud when the only thing that i 'm going to use is the backup and i 'm always home and I have my Mac and I have my cables
1: <laughs> you know a lot of people have suggested that. Uh, every time you buy an iOS device or like sign into a new device with your app with your iCloud, that it should give you like you know two gigs or five gigs free just for the backup, just because you I, bought a seven hundred dollar device.
2: I think that it should give you the 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 whole size or the whole storage or space of your iPhone. So if you buy a thirty two gig iPhone, you should get thirty two gig on iCloud. Mm-hmm. That I mean, it's not like Apple doesn't have the resources to you know. Put together some storage.
0: So I'm using 11 gigs. Huh?
2: Good for you, man.
0: You're gonna pay. But <laughs> I, ac- I know I'm using 11 gigs. For what? Um, I have uh, an 8.5 uh, gigabyte backup of my phone. Um, 412 megs of my iPad, and I have one gigabyte of mail. Jeez.
2: Uh. What do you do with all that mail? What do you keep in your mail?
0: <laughs> all of it, I guess. Those
2: must be some nasty files.
0: Well, I've, this is—I've had this email address since two thousand and four.
1: Looking hmm. at mine now.
0: So I don't like save everything, but I guess I don't know stuff that I've got saved and an archive, I guess.
1: I pay. I pay for the fifteen gigs for mine. Apparently,
0: yeah, I have twenty, which is
1: upsetting. Which probably the free one, uh, but I wasn't eligible due to some issues i was having um <laughs> yeah i don't i don't understand how this works how do i see the storage
2: i think uh you should storage the yeah
1: yeah so i have i mean mine is very minimal it's a couple of gigs for my ipad and my phone and then some documents in the cloud because i don't use it to do mail or you know anything like that at all it's handled through the uh the gmail's
2: do you guys use any third-party apps with iCloud storage instead of Dropbox? Probably if an, not.
1: If it's an option, <laughs> Pixelmator apparently has nine megs or some services.
2: Probably by only by mistake. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> if it's an, an option, I will always use Dropbox. Pages has one thousand kilobytes. So, <laughs> so I love. Oh, that's actually like four documents. I don't know, man. Like, I just I'm not. It's not that I'm not sold on iCloud as like as a I service. Know, I, I think.
2: I think that some parts of iCAD are like magic. I mean, the the contact sync and the calendar stuff, and and and, and, and I don't know, maybe the the parts of the backup are really really uh, nice and simple. But I just don't see why I should pay for you know for more storage when I, I just can maybe cut down on the backup and maybe do it myself. Just keep the sync for the basic information of my device and and yeah. use the free version. I don't want to pay for something I'm not gonna use. That right. much.
1: What if iCloud came with uh, like a butler, like a guy who was just in charge of your iCloud account? Like a shirt, like a, what was the little Clippy? Like a Clippy guy. What would he do?
0: Uh, so do he you an like actual, a, like
2: an actual human being?
1: Maybe. Maybe that's the answer. But that would maybe, be awesome. Maybe like a Clippy guy is like, did you know that we're going to delete all your documents for no uh, reason?
2: Oh, yeah, but with Edgy Q's face. <laughs> Like at the side of your screen. Can you imagine that?
0: <laughs> little Eddie.
2: <laughs> That's what I could call him. And you can say like, instead of Google, you know, for Google now, you can be like, Eddie. <laughs> and the little face pops up like like a Facebook. You know, what's the name? Like uh, the, the chat bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Like floating by, by, by the side of the screen. I don't know. I have this sort of crazy idea. So I should be in charge of iCloud. <laughs> you should be in charge of all of Apple. <laughs> Uh, I don't know.
1: So, Federico. Yeah. Earlier...
2: Oh, I know what you want to talk about.
1: Earlier today, Federico, you sent us a website that was in Italian. And I was, we were very confused. But then we realized the video was actually in English. And it was an ad for a new uh, Fiat, which is, you know, a little... Uh, not really a sports car. I don't know what you would call it. Just a small I like
2: car. The, I like the way you say it.
1: Fiat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> how would y'all say it?
0: Fiat.
2: Yeah, you gotta you gotta say the T harder. Fiat. Fiat. Fiat.
1: Fiat. 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 It's not Fiat. <laughs> so the, <laughs> anyway, the Fiat yeah. 500L. Um, and so what? this video. <laughs> this, <one's you. laughs> this video. Uh, you know they're in the dealership and they're buying it and they the guy says, "Hey, as a bonus, this car comes with an Italian family." Yes. <laughs> and it goes through some very what i would consider stereotypical things about maybe italian people oh yeah now, I, I don't yeah. know any italian people so, so you hard to say you can't comment i can't comment on that <laughs> but uh it's pretty much exactly how i imagined it would be
2: yeah and the thing that struck me is that it, it, you can as an italian you can see that it's actually a commercial made by italian people for you know for 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 the american market but the the, the stereotypes in, in in the ad are really, really accurate and uh, they hired Italian actors because they the Italian is just, you know, too good to be I don't know, maybe somebody from America trying to, to fake an Italian accent. So you have these Italian people in, in the in the in the back seats of the of the fiat and um so they're all, you know, kind of talking about uh, talking about uh, a friend who, who's who's uh, seen a new girl. They're talking about food, of course, and uh, and in the meantime, the the, the American couple in uh, they are driving and they don't understand what's going what's going on with the Italian guys. So at one point. Uh, kind of th- they need to 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 pay for for i don 't know for maybe uh, uh a toll road or something and uh, and the italian guy uh takes out some euros and uh, and uh, <laughs> and this is really a thing that 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 happens here uh, The italian guy is insisting on on wanting to pay and he 's like take this money take this money and and uh, and that uh, and that maybe looks kinda rude in in the ad but it's really um and the way, you know, he's gesturing and it's like, take money, take money, come on. And, uh, and that's really common here, you know, because when the, the, I think that the idea is that because uh, the Americans are driving, the Italian guy should pay because it's being driven by, 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 by another family. So it's common courtesy to, to pay. And um, then at another point, they, they're talk- the, 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 the car stops and, and, the, and the girl goes to, to get uh, some coffee. And she comes back with this huge uh what you guys in America are called coffee. And, 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 the, and the, which is not coffee by the way, that's hot water with some brown stuff. Anyway, and, um, oh. So 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 the girl comes out from the from the I don't know, maybe a Starbucks or whatever, and uh and she's like, oh, uh, I have some coffee. And the Italians are all like, oh, no, uh, we don't drink americano." <laughs> and, uh, and so she comes back with, with espresso. <laughs> and in they little, all, little yeah, some cups as well, like <laughs> even all, in the
0: takeaway stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they're
2: <laughs> all excited for the espresso. And then um, in the end, so basically the, the idea is that the Americans eventually, after spending time with the Italians and with the car, become more Italian and therefore more funny, I guess, it's, it's what the, the commercial is implying. And so uh, one morning they wake up and, and they, find a letter, they find a letter from the Italian guy who, who writes, you know, you guys have, uh, you are not boring anymore, so it's time for us to go. <laughs> and then in the letter, which is, we, uh, there is an Italian voiceover with English subtitles in the letter it starts you know kind of hitting on the on the american girl <laughs> and it's like so in the subtitles you can you can uh, there is a translation that says i want to take you to to a uh, to a desert beach and i wanna and i wanna kiss you and the husband and the husband is like you know stop reading that and and the commercial cuts but in the italian voiceover <laughs> it's actually much much sexier because <laughs> because he's like you know i wanna i wanna take you to a beach and i wanna kiss kiss you on the back and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I wanna touch your soft skin <laughs> <laughs> and, all the, and, and all this sexy part is, is being cut from the subtitles and, uh, and it's really a, a funny commercial and, uh, and from experience I can say that uh, like the pickup line like I wanna take you to the beach and I wanna kiss you that's exactly what Italian guys say to, to uh, American women on vacation <laughs> here the, because basically, the way that Italian guys, like in their 20s or early 30s, they, they, they have learned to hit on, on on foreign girls, is that they, they know how to say, do you want to take a walk on the beach, or I want to kiss you, or do you want to go for some drinks? They have learned these three pickup lines, and apparently, they all work.
0: No comment so, on American women.
2: Yeah, I, um, this is... Damn, I, I don't want to, you know... Uh, I have stereotypes about a country that I don't know personally, but I can say that from a point of view, the commercial is really, really well done and 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 it's funny, and, it, and you can see that it's made by Italians for uh, a market that has maybe some kind of curiosity for the for the, you know all the uh, European and, and in this case Italian kind of fashion and way
0: of living. I think this show alone shows that people have. A curiosity for the European, yeah. The fact that this show exists and is popular, yeah. But uh, but uh,
2: uh, I Thank, think that thanks the, for be- the
1: cr- thanks for the credit on that, Mike. You are
0: <laughs> you're the, the the bridge.
2: I think that the best part is that. Is Am the I the one, one
1: you're it. laying down on the beach? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, let me just say, uh, the, <laughs> oh. the the part about the beach really does work, you know. And um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy about uh this new commercial.
0: Thanks, really, Thanks for the tip, Federica.
2: Yeah, and uh, I did read the blog post. I just saw the the video, and um, but yeah, they they should make more of this. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and the part about espresso was really, you know, it really was. Now, funny. I guess that maybe Sean Blanc and Marco Alman are gonna be mad at me for saying this, but you know, the real coffee is espresso. So there's no way around it. So anyway, I'm gonna get in, I'm, I'm gonna be getting so much hate for this. I know.
0: It's okay.
2: We'll protect yeah. you. Thanks, guys.
0: They're just a bunch of nerds.
2: Mike, can 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 you maybe uh, you know kind of send some? I don't know, maybe some English policeman. What what's a name like bobbies? What how do you call them?
0: <laughs> we don't call them bobbies. Oh no, no. So it's that's, w- so, that's something that used to be. That's what they used to be. Called.
2: Oh, it used to be because I read this in a book. Yeah, yeah. Right. and and yeah. it's
0: one of those things that has now become like pop culture where they think that we call them bobbies. Nobody calls mm-hmm. calls them. We just call them police officers or, police poli- officers. or policemen or policewomen. Or oh, police women? Yeah, right. I'll send huh. some. I'll send some bobbies to sort them out. <laughs> okay, thanks. Shall we talk about our second sponsor? Yeah. Before definitely. we get into the, t- believe it or not, before we get into the topic of this week's episode, the actual topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk to you guys about um, something that I really like. It's uh, it's a game. This game won IGN's 2012 People's Choice Award for the best mobile board game. It's a game called Fairway Solitaire um fairway solitaire is an addictive and witty game that combines the classic card game solitaire with golf to create a unique experience that's taking over the app store but don't go right to the app store just yet to download this game let me tell you about it and then i've got a really cool uh, way that you can get the application for free believe it or not so this game includes more than 350 different solitaire hands on diverse golf courses Trophies, mini games, power-ups, really great video content, hilarious golf commentators, they're like really sarcastic and stuff, I like that a lot, and your villain, which is a dastardly gopher. If that's not enough, there are also brand new free courses and challenges every single day added on top of the 350 different um, golf courses that are already in the app. Everyone's talking about this game. Kotaku says that Fairway Solitaire is a game you really should play, and Penny Arcade says Fairway Solitaire is an incredibly awesome puzzle game masquerading as solitaire. For a limited time, you can get the full version of either the iPhone or the iPad or both... Uh, Fairway Solitaire for absolutely free. The full version includes all of the Unlocked content, and this is something that they're doing specially for you listeners. So they're going to give you the free version, free paid version. If you go to the store, or if you click this link on an iOS device, it's going to take you to the store, and you can buy it if you want to. But if you want to get it for free, go to the following URL on either your Mac or PC. It's sparq.it slash prompt. That's sparq.it dot it slash prompt. You also find a link to that in the show notes. You click a button there and it generates a uh, promo code for you. So you can go to the store and download it. How awesome is that? You can get it for free. I love this game. I have been playing it nonstop for two weeks. When I found out these guys were going to be a sponsor, I thought I would try it out and it has become my go-to game weeks i love solitaire games on the iphone i always have and this one is by far the most fun that i've had with a with an iphone solitaire game and and it's actually my favorite game at the moment i've been playing it a lot a lot a lot it's really really fun i really think you should check it out especially because it's free so go to that url um, on a mac or pc and get it for free or if you really want to throw those guys some money which i you know i think you should because it really is a great game you can buy it right now on your ios device but maybe wait till you get home if you're out and you can You can get it for free. So thanks so much to the guys over at Big Fish Software for supporting the show, Fairway Solitaire.
2: Mike, you know what you shouldn't do? What shouldn't I do? You shouldn't keep your passwords in Google Chrome.
0: Oh,
1: why? Hashtag open.
2: Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Wide open.
1: uh,
2: Basically, there is this big controversy on on the Internet this week. And uh, so it turns out that... Google Chrome keeps your passwords, you know, stored in the preferences. And you can say, you know, Tici, this has been going on for years. And you you will be right in saying so. But apparently uh, there's this big, you know, kind of debate. After uh, a guy uh, posted, uh, you know, an article about the fact that Google Chrome doesn't ask you for a password to view your passwords. So you just kind of open, if you have access to your computer, you you can just open Google Chrome and open the settings and go to the passwords view and and, and you you click with your mouse and, and, and there you have all your passwords. And uh, so maybe this has been going on for years, for, I don't know, maybe the past like 13 versions of Google Chrome. I don't know what's the version number right now. But uh, people are saying that this has been going on since forever and that many browsers do the same. Uh, you know, they don't ask you for for an additional master password, and uh, I don't know. I, I think that it would be a better choice to 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 ask for for you know kind of a second confirmation to your passwords. Like I don't know, if I maybe it, I prefer the way that uh, uh, one password, for instance, even even if I'm logged in on my Mac, uh, one password asks me for for a master password, and I think that this is the way that Google Chrome should do as well. What do you guys think
1: uh, uh, yes, I mean you know having having something that's you know very easily seen uh, I think I think is you know is bad and it, it is worth pointing out that um the a guy who works on the chrome team uh justin something uh head of Chrome security like chimed in on the uh hacker news thread, which is hilarious in its own right um <laughs> But yeah, I think I think there needs to be another layer here and you know, uh, Firefox does it or at least used to do it this way. It's, you know, Safari is a little bit different because Apple can stick those things in the system keychain mm-hmm. and you can't view uh passwords in the system keychain without re-entering your login password, which I think is is, you know, a good middle ground. Yeah. But you know, it's it's something that you know, the the, the flip side of it of course is well, you know, if someone has physical access to your computer, they you know, security's already out the window. And that is true to a degree. And, you know, so there are, there are some things that, you know, Google apparently, according to this guy, whose, I guess, decision it is, says it's fine the way it is. You know, like I, I would never have my Mac set up, especially my MacBook Air, where someone could open the lid and just be on it. You know, I always require a login after a screensaver or it going to sleep. And I think little things like that can get you a long way. But I think Google really needs to address this. And I would say they need to change it.
2: You know the, the 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 argument the argument that I really don't buy is is the one that just because this has been going on for years in Google Chrome and just because a guy takes notice today it's not a good subject to talk about. I think that it's a, that it's a, that it's an important topic to talk about even if it's just been discovered or maybe even if it was discovered before but wasn't as popular as it is this week. I think that there should be a a, a second layer, like you said, Steven. Uh, I don't think that it's a, you know it's Certainly, uh, if somebody gains access to you, to your Mac, maybe you have bigger things to to worry about, you know. Uh, but I, but I still think that 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 it's just a matter of of you know requiring additional time to to find your passwords because in this way, anyone if he has access to my Mac can in Google Chrome he can find my passwords in like thirty seconds. Whereas if he ha- if Google Chrome had a, a second layer of, of of you know password authentication, maybe it would take guy I don't know another five or ten minutes, and maybe those minutes can be important if you you know kind of maybe you left your I don't know your Mac at a at a at the library because you just you needed to to grab something in the other room I don't know I th- I think that there should be a, a second password, and I think that um, the way Apple does it and the way One Password does it is the right way. Just because I'm logged in, it doesn't mean that I, that I shouldn't be asked again because these are my passwords. There's important data in there, so uh, I think that Google should backtrack on on this yeah. choice.
0: Like I feel like I see it from both sides. Like I see it to say that I understand why they didn't do it might be wrong, but like I can see what they're saying. Like. If you're already on someone's computer these passwords are saved. So if you want somebody's Twitter password just go to twitter.com on their computer and you'll be able you know I mean you'll be able to just copy it out of the box cuz it autofills. Um, but in the same vein you know it's not like Google doesn't have login information for people. This is all being saved into the go- your Google account. So just put put it behind the Google account password.
1: Yeah, and you know that's that's the obvious answer to me is you know Chrome you can use it without signing into a Google or a Gmail account, but it's a lot. Um, it makes a lot more sense to to use it with an account, and to me that's the obvious answer. That you know, after uh, the machine goes to sleep, or you know, have some options. People can you know customize it to a degree, but that I have to re-enter my Gmail password to unlock my Chrome keychain, if you will. And uh, I just don't in a world where Increasingly so, I mean, just look at Apple, right? Apple sells like, you know, 70%, 80% of its Macs every quarter are notebooks. Like, people leave these things around. Like, they get left, they get stolen, you know, and Chrome is extremely popular. It it seems like such a huge... uh, Yeah, but
0: I do feel, um, though, that there is something to be said for if you're not taking care of your laptop security yourself, then that's that's a problem you need to address as well.
1: well. Well, sure. I mean, there's obviously a ton of personal responsibility in this, but having passwords that are viewable as clear text is like a pretty big sin.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. I, I, just, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, But I feel like there's there's valid arguments on both sides. I think that I would personally think that it wouldn't be too difficult for Google to throw up a password field there, so they kind of just should. But it does feel a bit like... Are you guys familiar with the phrase um, bolting the barn door after the horse has bolted?
1: No. That's the longest phrase I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. I my, I, I, mean, it, I know what it means because I understand English. And so it's like, obvious. well, it's
0: already like... It's too happened late. happened now. It's too late. The, the horse has run away. There's no point closing the barn door now because the horse has left. Right. So, you know, but they should at least just, just lock it down now.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, and you know, my, my, I think they might.
0: I think they will too, and, and it might have just been like someone made a decision, nobody questioned the decision, yeah. and, and it's doubt, gone I doubt, for I doubt, years.
1: I doubt this Joker on Hacker News had, has the ability to speak on Google's behalf, like.
2: Oh, there is a single joke on Hacker News. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <clears throat> wasn't so, there like a, a tweet or something from?
1: I don't know. The n- no. had several links in there. Aren't. Yeah. Um, anyways, really interesting, really, I mean, security stuff is definitely on the forefront of a lot of people's minds right now with things like the dev center and, you know, just, it's prism. an increasingly important Prism, Prism, I mean, the all NSA, the NSA can already log into my Instapaper account, so who cares? <laughs> Imagine the things they would find, you know, the NSA
2: is proofreading my, my upcoming big review. <laughs> <laughs> Of editorial, I just I actually got an email today. It's like, you yeah, know, I work for the NSA. I saw you made a typo there. You
1: should just put change tracking <laughs> like, on for them.
2: You know, I'm like, dude,
1: thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks, NSA.
2: This Weird. episode of The Prompt brought to you by the US government.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: um, mm. You guys are laughing, but I'm actually safe here in Italy. <laughs>
0: well, no, because they are tracking this call.
1: Yeah, because I'm an American and I'm on a call with a foreigner. And, <laughs> Two yeah. foreigners.
0: I'm a British person, sort of. And I'm a I'm a nice guy, if
2: you're listening. You know,
1: I'm very many, gentle. He's very gentle. Very, very if, gentle. If you think
0: big. that Berlusconi doesn't know everything about you, then you need to readdress some things.
2: Uh, let's not talk about Silvio. You know, <laughs> the guy's going through a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we have another topic. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we should talk about it. <laughs>
0: This will probably devolve into some sort of terrible argument. So yeah. this was, yeah. this was kind of my thing that, that I asked you guys if, if you would allow me to talk about a little bit today. Um, and it's my feelings on iOS on the iPad. Um, and this kind of leads on a little bit from, from last week. I've always felt that there are parts of iOS that do not fit on the iPad and, and look weird to me. So two things that I point out. Specifically, a notification center and Siri. And I've always thought that they look really weird because, it, unlike the iPhone, those screens fill up the whole screen and they take over the phone. But on the iPad, they're like popovers. Or Notification Center was really weird because you'd swipe down and it would be like just this weird bit in the middle would just like obscure part of the iPad. Um, and also, as well, I've always found the home screen to be strange, um, to have just. It's such a large screen, especially on the big screen iPad, and just to have these these large app icons, I've always felt like they could be put to better use. Um, and it feels like all of the UI, like so like Notification Center and Siri, come from the iPhone and they're scaled up to um, to fit the iPad. But I can't think of any UI innovation that's come from the iPad back to the iPhone. Like, there's nothing that's been scaled down to the iPhone. That's kind of, and I wonder maybe if Apple puts a lot more work into designing for the iPhone and then just stretches it up to the iPad and could they have done something different?
2: Yeah, um, I'm just going to head first here. Um, I think, Mike, that what you're asking is, isn't why elements from from the iPad interface haven't influenced the iPhone? I think that the real question is, has the iPad design of interface and menus and apps influenced Apple in some other areas? And I think the, 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 the answer to, to that question is yes. And I think that you can't see the influence on the iPhone because the screen is too small. But if you look at the, uh, the, uh, the you know, Mac apps, I think that there's been a lot of, uh, if, you, if you will allow the term, iPadification, of the interface on the Mac, so you have all these uh, uh, all these iPad-inspired uh, elements in the Mail app, and you have all these uh, these iPad you know kind of design choices on the on the on the iCloud web apps. And I think that because the iPad has such a larger screen than an iPhone, of course you can't have the, the you know the, the same elements brought back to to the phone. You you must have the same elements brought back to to, uh, an equally, if not maybe a bit larger screen. And of course, that larger screen is the Mac. And so you see this kind of influence on the Mac, both in Apple apps and web apps like iCloud, if anybody uses those, I don't know. But anyway, you see this influence also in third-party apps. So uh, for instance, uh, if you look at Tweetbot on the iPad, and if you look at TweetBot on the Mac, you see many of the same choices. So you see a, a sidebar with icons on the left, and you see a, a, a layout that is, a, that is a vertical for, for the most part on the Mac, just like the iPad in portrait. So it's like it's
0: a chain. So the iPhone influences the iPad, and then the iPad influences exactly.
2: the Mac. Exactly. So right. the the iPad, you know, all the back-to-the-Mac uh, idea, and, and I guess... Uh, design philosophy of a few years ago. And uh, I think that also, I don't agree with the notion that uh, the iPad hasn't uh, brought new design ideas. I think that things like popovers or page flipping in iBooks or I don't know, maybe even the, the the fact that there are some apps like Photo Booth which still haven't come to the iPhone. I think that there are innovations that the iPad made and um, and I would specifically point out the popovers and and the page flipping page flipping was huge uh, a few years ago because everybody was you know kind of uh, excited by, by the by, by that you know fluid and sweet animation and, uh, and and I can see that in a way maybe that the, the page flipping influenced some apps like flipboard for instance or, or maybe instapaper too. Even if Marco, uh pretty sure I remember, he had to write his own code because the page yeah. flipping t- animation was a private API, maybe. And um, but I think that there are elements that are definitely iPad and that that kinda speak to to, to Apple's you know intention to, to make the iPad more than a, than a, than a large iPod touch. But I also see your point when you say that some uh, areas of iOS six, uh, sp- specifically Notification Center and, and Siri, were kind of you know an afterthought. Yeah, so it's like they see, were
0: bolted on after. You know, it's like yeah, well, we have to uh, find a way to do this, so we'll just we'll just throw uh, it in there.
2: And I think that's the reason why they're changing in iOS seven. We so you know I don't want to break the NDA as usual, but I think we've sound the sc- we've seen the screenshots. on a, on a on the on, of the iOS 7 betas, these things are changing and are still changing because iOS 7 betas are you know kind of evolving very very fast. And I think that Apple knows that um, there are some aspects of the iPad that maybe were kind of rushed or maybe that were bolted on with with iOS 6 and and, and maybe iOS 5, iOS 5.2 5 and um. I think that some parts will stay the same I don't, I don't see popovers going away anytime soon and uh, I think that some parts will be refined so maybe the, the fact that iPad apps kind of have a sidebar in landscape mode and you can swipe the, the edge of the screen to, to access the same sidebar in portrait mode when, where you have you know uh, 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 less space I think that these parts will, will stay, will be refined but I don't, I don't I don't buy the argument that it's just a big phone I think that it's it can be a big fun if you're a lazy designer, or if you or you know if you're Apple because maybe some apps that they they have released to date haven't been the most you know original in terms of you know exploring new ideas.
1: And, and Federico, you kind of stumbled into what what my input was going to be. You know, I think iPad apps that look bad. You know, are the ones that are basically stock, You know, that use this, the standard you know, UI controls and whatnot of Xcode. And like you said, that has improved in 7 a good bit. But I think about Instapaper, and especially the grid view that Marco built for the iPad, and that looks really good, and it looks a lot better than just, a, you know, just an app that's a giant list view on the iPad. And so I think because of the screen size, because there's different ways to do things on the iPad, there's more opportunity to really knock it out of the park. And so when you run into an app that's like a giant list view that would be fine on the iPhone, it looks kind of cruddy on the iPad because it does feel just blown up and stretched. Um,
0: But that's kind of like, for me, that that speaks to, to my point. Like, I agree that when an app has a custom design for the iPad as opposed to the iPhone when they use the screen more it's more effective and it's more useful I don't necessarily feel that Apple have done enough to really take advantage of the bigger screens of the iPad from the system UI
2: I still think that even after uh, it's been more than three years since the iPad came out I still think that the 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 simple implementation of the popover is one of the best decisions that Apple has made. Yeah, I get. agree with that. The popover is so it, smart. It's so simple if you think about it. I mean, it's a, it's a pop-up thing that comes up from a, from a toolbar or maybe from from a, from you know another element of the interface. But it's so simple that in that uh, you mentioned like uh, w- when you have a tablet with with a with a phone app that's been stre- stretched out to to fit the screen. So, uh, in that kind of app which is a, a lazy way uh, and, a, and a bad way to to design a tablet app if you want to to perform an action that requires to uh, switch to another view typically in those in those apps you, you instead of being presented with a with a popover which is a, a model view you know that that doesn't block the, the the content that you're seeing but that still comes out on top in, in if you have a stretched out app, you would go to another view. You would be taken out of the current content that you're, that you're reading or watching and you'd be maybe taken to, to another window with just two options that are completely wasting space. Whereas a good tablet app and a good iPad app uses a popover which is a, which is a, a, a little and simple idea but that still allows you to group options and choices. So for instance, if you want to, I don't know, maybe copy a link or if you wanna uh, access sharing options, you're still retaining your context because you know where you are. I know I'm reading this this I don't know this article. I tap this button and there comes up a popover, and I I know where I am. I see where I am, and I can do actions here. And I think that that's a simple idea. I'm a, still one of the you know the, the the most solid and best ones that really, in my opinion, differentiate the iPad from you know all these. Nexus things and gadgets that Stephen goes out and buys on occasion.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, part of it too, I just wonder, you know, 7 kind of reset some of this, but I wonder if, I think you could lump like iOS 4, 5, and 6 kind of together in a lot of ways. And you remember the iPad kind of started out behind the iPhone when it came to, um, you know, so it was with, with uh, iOS 3 when the phone already had 4 and I wonder if you know. Finally, now with seven, since you know they basically uh, took the interface out back and, and killed it, and there now there's a fancy new one. Like now, they're kind of resetting this, and so some of these complaints that that you know people have are, you know, less of an issue um, now. I still because, feel like
0: they could do more on that home screen, though.
1: Uh, I mean, if you if you say you want widgets, I'm gonna be sad. But <laughs> well, I would
0: say I tell you, uh, I can put it in. I can put it in your language. Status board is a really great use of the iOS interface. I would like to see some of the stuff that's in status board implemented into the home screen of iOS. Oh, can you
2: can you imagine my dad using status board?
0: Well, no, but you could use things like weather
2: (laughs) and I think that 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 you gotta keep in mind that that you gotta strike a very Good balance between the fact that iOS it's an operating system that wants you to use apps. It doesn't want it doesn't want you to have thousands of options on your home screen. It wants you to use apps, and and, and I think that we could talk about the fact that communication between apps is so poor and and and, and kind of uh, silly in in some ways to date, even after. Uh, I don't know, five years of iOS, five years of App Store. I think that there's an argument to be made about poor communication between apps. I think that when it comes to widgets and, and stuff that you want to add to the home screen, I think that you got to be careful. You don't want people to, to feel like they, they have to do work to configure their home screens. You want to keep things as simple as possible. You want to you want to give the idea that th- th- this old thing that you're holding in your hands, this tablet or phone or you know, or, or iPod touch you want to communicate the idea that that's uh, advice with apps and not with, you know, oh, I got to tap on this button and then I got to, oh, I want to move this widget. But, oh, I got to respect the grid settings because I don't have space with, for this widget. You want to keep things as uh, simple as possible because, because children uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, maybe people like my dad who's, who's uh, a little older than me and he's not an expert in technology you want to keep things accessible for for everyone i don't i don't see how adding widgets mm-hmm. is a uh... i mean you you had these uh, all these surveys a few months ago about htc uh, kind of reporting that people didn't use widgets much on, on their phones i don't think that people use HT phone, htc phone phones anyway but apparently the, there was also, there was also a survey about widget use on htc
0: phones I so feel like as time goes on, we will have this widget discussion many, many more times. He's been hung
1: up on it for a while, Federer. Yeah,
0: I have, I have. It's something, oh, something I want.
1: Uh, it, sure. All I really want out of my iPad is for the icons to stay put when I go from portrait to landscape. That's all I want. <laughs> if I was 7, that's the only thing they did, it would be fine. You are a,
2: you are a man of simple needs.
1: <laughs> I, I am. That's not to say uh, uh, I'm a simple uh, man.
2: Yeah, no, 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 no. And I love you for that because you have very simple and clear needs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a very good idea.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, where did Evernote go? Ah, no one knows. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't see, I don't know. I, do you guys even use the dashboard on your Macs? Yes. You guys use the dashboard.
0: Steven does. I don't. <laughs>
1: I do. Let me just let me just uh, tell you what I have on my dashboard, and then then we can move that, on.
2: That sounds so nineties. Uh, <laughs> let me see what I have in my dashboard.
1: This is a uh, widget talk. What do you do? You widget, have a picture. Widget talk here? with Steven. huh? <laughs> you want a picture of it? What? No, don't worry. What do you he can, say? You can hear that in the show. Oh, so I have um, the weather from Memphis. I have. Like half of my widgets are dedicated to U2 Jokers. I have a clock with London and a clock with Rome because OS X doesn't know where Federico lives. (laughs) Uh, I have the the little stock thing with a couple stocks in it. And I have what was my pick of the week several weeks ago, the uh, delightful uh, delivery status. I have my mom's MacBook Air that she just bought in there.
2: That's a great one, and I agree.
1: And uh, I have, you know, I have some that I use. I have one that, you know, unit converter and stuff. But I, I don't keep those. I don't keep those out.
0: Do you have any dashboard widgets, Federico? Uh
1: let me let me see. Uh,
0: do you ever use it? Uh, no.
2: Okay. <laughs> so, uh, these widgets were maybe uh, put here because I needed to take a screenshot last year. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have 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 a, a delivery status. And I have a calendar, and I have a, a, a unit converter, and I have a weather for my town. Why do you say that OS 10 doesn't know about WeTurbo? Because I see we Turbo here.
1: It doesn't. The clock widget doesn't.
2: Oh, the clock. Because these are... Oh, you know what oh, you should do
1: it. Well, right now? I want yeah, you to I- open up a clock widget for me, and you're going to have to find Chicago, because that's the big city in my time zone. So you How know we- what time it is for me. Uh,
2: like I told you, there is only one right time zone. And that's mine.
0: Well, no, I think you'll find it's mine because all time is based on mine.
2: <laughs> that's so preposterous.
0: The the plus and minus <laughs> is based on my time zone. My time zone is zero. Are you done? <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah,
2: you know European stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't. Get it. Why did you guys just uh, have a little war about that and get back with me and let me know, guess Yeah, it'd be fine. He wouldn't win.
0: Oh, hey, Mike. You wanna
2: you wanna cook some pasta together sometime? <laughs> you know, just cut out Steven from this discussion <laughs> We can do that Wow Okay, casually, you know
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay
2: And um, so yeah, back to the uh, I just want to conclude my, uh, my idea um, I don't think that requiring people to To manage the home screen Besides, you know Even, even, even moving icons is a pain right now so, and you're saying that with the current home screen, you want to add like another, and possibly much more difficult to to manage layer of information. Well, and not content. when you
0: put it like that, Federico. But I don't want an impossibly difficult to to manage layer. I want a very easy to manage layer. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so you want widgets and you want them easy. Uh huh. You should be in
1: charge of your software. Or I could just go to Android, right? Because it works pretty well on that. You have potential. Does, <laughs> it, does it, Mike? Mm-hmm. Does it work well on Android? Yeah, it does, yeah.
0: <clears throat> does it really? You know what else you can do on Android? You can put the icons wherever you want. They don't get snapped to a grid. But none of oh, them yeah? are the
1: same size but or I like shape, that. which destroys <laughs> my brain. I like that. Michael. You yeah. know... hmm I don't understand you as a human. You don't need to. Mm. You know, and uh, I keep saying this,
2: but I'm pretty sure that the only good thing about Android is is the way that the guy
0: dresses up. Matias Duarte. Yeah, those shirts, man. He's a snappy dresser. Should I talk about our last sponsor before we go into our final segment of this episode? Oh, yes. So I would like to take a moment to thank Shutterstock.com. This is where you will find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. Start searching at Shutterstock.com and you will find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any creative project. Shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection to find images from across the world to suit your project. You could find images from Italy, images from England, or images from America. You could choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages. You choose whatever fits your needs and you never have to compromise. If you just need one image of a koala for your blog or mock-up, you can do that too. Every time you visit Shutterstock, you'll find something new since they add 10,000 new images every single day. And it's more affordable you think with no extra charge for large files you can just download any image in any size and you pay only one price if you need them Take them, you can easily curate and share pictures via light boxes so you can choose your favorite photos, images, videos, etc, and add them to your own light box gallery as you search. You can also do this on their iPad app too. They even have something called enhanced licensed access, so if you need to run an image in print or something, you can get an enhanced license for any image that they have. They also have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips should you need any of those as well as just images. If you need any help at Shutterstock.com, you can also get an account rep dedicated to you who can answer any questions, and they also have a 24-hour support during the week. So go sign up for a free browse account now by going to Shutterstock.com. No credit card needed. When you find the images that you like and decide to purchase, use the code PROMPT8. That's PROMPT and the number 8, and you will get 30% off any package, which is a great discount. So thank you to Shutterstock for sponsoring.
1: Indeed. Rodrigo. So. Yes. Time is the time has come. For what? The tip. Tips of Tichi.
2: <laughs> All right. And um <laughs> So you guys asked me to to come up with a, with another with another tape for this week and I think I got a I got a good one. So did you guys know that on OS10, you can link to individual mail messages?
1: Yes, Um, only because OmniFocus can do it. You can drag a mail message from mail into OmniFocus, and it saves Mm -hmm. it. Even if you like delete, even if like you move folders and put it in the trash. Mm -hmm. I had literally
0: no idea that that was possible. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) seriously, I had no
2: idea. Yeah, and see, that's why you have my tip this week. So, basically, this was first uh, implemented by Apple in in OS X Leopard. So we're talking about. I don't know, 2006, 2007. And I, uh, and, uh, and I think that one of the first popular blog posts about this was a, was a post by John Gruber that we'll, we'll put in the show notes. And so the whole idea is that uh, you can link to an individual mail message which uh, will give you uh, a URL. So instead of having HTTP, you know, for like for a web page, you get a, a message colon slash slash uh, URL, which is a, a unique uh, link to to a single message that when you, when you click this link on your Mac, you get a separate window for your message. So even if you put it in a folder, or maybe if you put it in your archive, or if you move it across mailboxes, you should be able to always retrieve this single, individual message. So this can be useful, as c- of course, if you want to you know, maybe uh, like Steven said, put it in, in OmniFocus, or maybe if you want to put it in Evernote to to reference a mail a mail message. But what I want to what I really wanted to do was uh, to you know generate these links on iOS, and and the way, way and, and um, you can you can generate these uh, unique message uh, links using the mail client called Dispatch, which I reviewed uh, a couple of uh, some weeks ago, Mac Stories. and. Um, this patch is really uh, a great mail client for the iPhone, which lets you, uh, you know, send messages to a variety of uh, third-party apps like OmniFocus or, or Evernote or Drafts. But the, the the really the really particular thing that this mail client has got is that it lets you generate the the message URL on iOS, and this. URLs that you that you you know you tell dispatch to, to, to generate on an iPhone also work on a Mac because it turns out that there is a whole protocol for generating message IDs that is a standard across you know the Mac and, and the iPhone. And uh, so if you want to maybe if you're on the go and you wanna you wanna save a message, you know, up until today you would say, Oh I can't link to this message on iOS because I don't have the app. To, to, to generate a message a message link. If you use this patch, and if you happen to have something like Drafts installed on your iPhone, you can simply take the message in this patch and send it to Drafts. And maybe for Drafts, you can, I don't know, maybe archive it in Evernote or maybe send it to the OmniFocus mail drop via email so you can find it later on your Mac. And I think that this is a really, really uh maybe really geeky feature but a really useful one if you if you come to rely on on these message URLs that allow you to you know keep your inbox clean but still reference a particular message and uh, and uh, and I don't want to say more but um, if I were you I would keep an eye on on the message URLs on iOS 7 hmm. and that was <laughs> and that was my tip awesome thank you
1: federico it really is. It really is helpful. I don't know about you guys, but I, especially at work, I get a ton of email, and a lot of times they go, you know, I read them and respond, and then you know they get archived into folders, and it can be hard to to pull something back out. So the mail URLs are definitely really handy on the Mac, and it's cool. I didn't I didn't know that you um, could do this on iOS. So it's, it's, I'm gonna have to maybe check this app out finally, because I haven't done it yet. I'm sorry. Go. Yeah,
2: it's one of those little things, you know, that you you tend to assume that you can do that on iOS. It turns out that it's actually possible today because we have great apps.
1: Yeah. Cool. Great.
0: So thank you so much for listening to episode eight of The Prompt. If you want to follow us, catch up with us online, you can do so in these upcoming places. So Federico, he writes over at maxstories.net And he is on Twitter. He is at Vichichi, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Mr. Stephen Hackett writes 512pixels.net, and he is on Twitter too. He is at I-S-M-H, and I am I-Mike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Prompt. Until next time, I will say goodbye, and I would like my co-hosts and friends to bid farewell in the way that they choose. Arrivederci. Adios.